The State Department shows they have their priorities straight. Transfeminism is becoming the new patriarchy, and I can't believe that Harambe is still a thing. Bet you don't even know who Harambe is. But first, before we move on, Joe Biden held a town hall yesterday. I didn't see it all, but oh my God. Here is a super clip, a super super cut from the Benny Show, and it pretty much sums it up. Listen. Providing professional education, don't pay a cent. Not a single little red cent. Let's go through uh, Los Angeles and... uh, and, what am I doing here? Is it Long Beach? Sure. Long Beach, thank you. You had told uh, us at a town hall, I think it was in July, that the in, this was just near-term inflation. The, the Wall Street Journal recently talked... And the child who did yeah. A gigantic disadvantage. Mr. President, the, so, the, the question was on the, the on community college... No, no, you know, look, I've been a, I was a senator for 370 years. <laughs> so when a drug deal was going down... She'd pick up the phone and call and say to that police officer with a cell phone that the drug deal's going down, knowing that she would never be fingered, knowing that she would never be the one told it happened. And so crime began to drop. They had to know who the local liquor store. They had to know and walk in and shake hands with the local minister. They had to know. Oh, my God. This guy needs to resign or be kicked out of office. And I got to tell you something. <coughs> the visuals were worse than his than the audio. I mean, if you, he was just doing some weird things. We'll talk a little bit about it because he did say something that really bothered me. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Big, lots of stuff going on. Uh, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get through trust i got like five six stories here so i don't even know if i'm able to get through all these stories but what a weird town hall i mean i like i said i and it must have been really weird because i dvr'd it i didn't actually see it and then i wanted to go to youtube because i can kind of go forward and pass joe biden could be really boring um but i i i swear if people don't ask questions about this guy's mental health you can tell he's really losing it and he will be gone before next year. Not gone out of the White House. I mean, he will be mentally just gone. Uh, I mean, one time he's holding up his fists, and he's he's looks like he's clenching, and you're like, what are you doing? Another time he started wandering around the the stage and telling this story. And you could tell Anderson Cooper from CNN was just looking at her like, what are you doing? And he's, what's this story have to do with anything? That's what Joe Biden is now doing. He's telling lots of stories. He did it last week talking about Amtrak for some reason. So I, he really is losing it. But every once in a while, he does say something that's just, oops, um, probably shouldn't have said that. And I know that Peter Ducey's going to have a field day with Jen Psaki today. And I just missed, I guess she had a very early press conference. I'm going to have to look up the press conference today because I know there were some special questions about that town hall last night, especially about this statement he made about whether uh, people who are uh, first responders, police, firemen, 
uh, hospital workers should actually get vaccinated and lose their jobs. Listen to this. This is this is a big one. Uh, Mr. President, let me ask you a follow about that. As, as many as, as one in three emergency responders in some cities like Chicago, Los Angeles, right here in Baltimore, are refusing to comply with city vaccine mandates. I'm wondering where you stand on that. Should police officers, emergency responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. Uh, by the way, by the way, I waited until uh, July to talk about mandating because I tried everything else possible. The mandates are working. All the stuff about people leaving and people getting it, you have, you have everyone from United Airlines to Spirit, all these airlines, we're not going to get all 96, 97% of the people have gotten the vaccine. All the talk about all these folks who are going to leave the military if they're, they're mandated, not true. You got about a 90-some percent vaccination rate. I mean, so there's a, the idea is that, uh, look, the two things that concern me, one are those who just try to make this a political issue. Freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on. Freedom. Yeah, the, some things about this whole, whole little speech, this little rant. One, the mandates aren't working. People are leaving. That 97% thing he keeps bringing up is because it is account of the people that are vaccinated who have left. People in the military are leaving. Officers are leaving. Good men are leaving because they don't want to take this this drug, this experimental drug. And it's not... Chicago is a prime example of this. 30% of the force is walking out. I mean, if you were a cop and you didn't want to take this vaccine after all the crap you've gotten in the last two years and now they want to force the vaccine on you or fire you, I'd quit. I'd say, you know what, there are, 10, there are almost 11 million jobs out there. I'll find another job. And i just leave. Retire early. That's what's happening in Chicago. <coughs> Crime is going up there. There are no cops. Uh, police in Los Angeles, Portland, Seattle, Chicago, San Francisco, New York City. They're actually reporting that they can't answer the 911 calls. That's how bad it's getting over there. So it's not working. Corporate Corporations like Southwest Airlines are actually canceling their vaccine mandates. Because you know what? They're canceling them because they've got a business to run and they can't be missing 30 to 40% of their staff. Now 60% and that's 60%, 60 to 70% are vaccinated. That should be good enough. I heard. I seem to remember herd immunity at seventy percent. And then there's another big problem: the vaccine is turning out not to be as effective over time. It doesn't prevent. Even if you get just get the shot, you're fully vaccinated. It doesn't prevent you from getting COVID, though it does prevent you from going to the hospital. It doesn't prevent you from spreading COVID. And after six months, the vaccine wanes to the point of being ineffective. I believe after six months, it's it's about 20% effective. What does that mean? Every six months, we're going to have to take another vaccine? No, thank you. Now, mind you, this doesn't take into account T cells and B cells, which are memory cells. They re- those cells <clears throat> actually remember 
the formula for creating prote proteins that confuse and destroy the virus. They can't. They haven't researched that enough, and it's very difficult to research. But but the reality is, you're forcing people to take a vaccine they don't want to take for whatever reason. And I'm a pro-vaccine guy. I'm I'm vaccinated. I I'm beginning to regret it now that I hear that. And if I had known this now, that Pfizer is now been caught admitting they use stem cells from stem cells fetal stem cells to make and test this thing if i had known that i wouldn't have never taken it because now i've got a conscientious objection to it i would have never taken i feel lied to but the most disturbing thing is to see an american president actually dismiss the freedoms of americans Freedoms that, by the way, are guaranteed by the Constitution that he is supposed to be protecting. And all those morons in the audience just clapping and laughing away. It's really, really sad. I, I would suggest, that's all I'm going to say about this, because I've got so many other stories, and I want to talk a little more about culture today than anything else. But I would suggest watching the town hall, if you can find it, because I looked it up in YouTube, I couldn't even find it again. It was a very piss-poor town hall. It did not help Joe Biden in the least. In matter of fact, he is beginning to look like he's losing his head. He's beginning to look incompetent, and I say that in a compassionate way. I'm not saying that making fun of Joe Biden. I am saying that in this guy is really losing it. And he probably, if his family gave a rat's ass about him at all, which they don't, they would suggest that maybe we take him out and let him just retire. Okay, so l let's see. We have Americans stuck in Afghanistan because of that failed exit out of the country. The Taliban's executing people. They have, have Al-Qaeda running the government. Al-Qaeda, the terrorist group that actually smashed planes into the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. They have suppression of women has commenced. They can't work. They can't leave without something on or they'll be beaten. They're executing people. They're, we, and, and, and we're giving money. And we're giving them money now in aid while they negotiate with Pakistan, Iran, and China. Taiwan is being threatened by China after they've already taken over Hong Kong. China has fired a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile that we didn't have the capability to detect. And Iran is on the verge of having a nuclear weapon if they don't already have one. All this falls under the State Department. All of this stuff the State Department should be dealing with. And all of this stuff has gone unaddressed. But they have, the State Department, they've got a lot far bigger things to worry about. Like how to celebrate National Pronoun, Pronouns Day during LGBTQ plus month. They released the following tweet, the State Department did. Today, on International Pronouns Day, we share why many people list pronouns on their email and social media profiles. Read more here on at Share America. Now, you might be saying to yourself, and we're going to get to their, their actual press release. Yes, they actually took their time to create a press release and release that on their website. Now, you might be saying to yourself, didn't we just have an LGBTQ Pride Month? We did. 
back in June. I guess we're going to be having an LGBTQ plus Pride Month every couple of months now. Maybe next year it'll be LGBTQ plus Pride Year. I don't know. That's where it looks like it's going. Anyway, the State Department uh, spent some money and released this and placed it on their website. In the United States, it's becoming increasingly common for people to share their pronouns. Third-person personal pronouns are used to describe a person or people in Eng- in American English grammar. That's not true because that there's no, nothing there. That's English American grammar. Using they to announce a singular to to address the pronoun of a singular individual. That's not English. That's not American English. It's not British English. I don't know where they come up with that. As the subject, as the object, or in the possessive. These pronouns include gender neutral they, them, theirs, words that traditionally were uh, refer to the plural number that and they still do a plural number, but that today are used to by some individuals who identify as gender non-binary or who prefer not to share gender information. No, they, them, theirs is a plural pronoun, period. It's not changed. I don't care what anyone says. It has not changed. I'm not changing that word. That's crazy. It doesn't even make sense when you they use plural pronouns to identify a single individual. Other pronouns include the feminine she, her, hers, and masculine he, him, his. Some people are pioneering gender-neutral pronouns such as zee, zeer, zers, which aren't words, by the way. They're not pronouns. They're not words. Many Americans including uh, are including their pronouns on social media profiles or name tags as part of their email signatures. The, they state them in meetings, whether online or in person, or at other venues. So, you know, it's good that, and then they, they actually have a link to a site that addresses all of the pronouns. I'm going to have to look at that site, because I, I think there are 70 or 80 of them. Just absolutely incredible. People just make this stuff up. Just look at TikTok. People just make up these words. Demon her. I, that is a pronoun that somebody just kind of made up. But I'm really glad to see, with all the disasters going on throughout the world, that uh, the State Department does have their priorities straight. Um, They're addressing the important issues. But you know what? I'll take a pass. I'm pretty sure English is a pretty good language, and I refuse to change it. If you're a he, you're a he. I'm sorry. It is what it is. In another great story that happened yesterday, uh, the, the, the... Federal government has decided to announce that Dr. Rachel, not yesterday, excuse me, on Tuesday, that Dr. Rachel Levine will Rachel Levine will become the first female four-star admiral of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Okay, that's great. Except there are a couple of problems with this. She's never been in the military. She's never even been a director of health and human services so she's not qualified for the for the promotion and she's a he dr rachel levine is a man not a woman levine said after being sworn in i am honored to serve as the first female four-star officer of the u.s public health service commission corps and the first openly transgender four-star officer to serve across any of the eight uniformed services 
can I ask you a question? Do you actually trust a guy with medical decisions when he's so anti-scientific that he thinks he's a woman? By the way, I don't even know if he's cut down there. So he may still have his twig and berries. We have no idea. I don't want to know. But you can tell right off the bat, it's not... This person is being commissioned, given a uniform and everything. He's got medals on his chest. He's never served in the military. But you can tell just by this, this statement, it has nothing to do with qualifications. It all has to do with, uh, it all has to do with transgender movement, with woke politics. That's all it has to do. He continued, this is a monumentous occasion, and I am honored to take this role, for the impact that I can make and for the historic nature of what it symbolizes. I stand on the shoulders of the LGBTQ plus individuals who came before me, both those known and unknown. May this appointment today be the first of many more to come as we create a more diverse and more inclusive future. Diversity, I, with this, you can tell that this guy is actually admitting the reason he's been given this is because he's he thinks he's a woman. He's basically admitting this here. He's not saying I'm qualified, I've worked hard to get this. No, I'm a guy who wears a dress, so therefore I, de I get this and I deserve it because I'm a guy who wears a dress. Here we go, let's finish her sta his statement. Diversity makes us stronger. Each person has a different perspective and different strengths that they bring to make the whole community stronger. The time is now for our country to continue to move forward, move the bar forward for diversity. And I am proud to wear this uniform and answer that call. A few things here. This was completely a diversity thing. And that's all she said in the speech. Sorry, that's all he said in the speech, is that he was hired because it's diversity. Here's, here's the whole problem. Here's the whole problem. It's not really diversity. If another man gets a four-star, there, there have been lots of four-star admirals and generals. They've all been male. Guess what? That did not change here. He said he's going to continue to wear the uniform everywhere, so he he will wear that uniform that he never earned, doesn't deserve, never earned. This is what I'm thinking. The best, I think this is the biggest insult here, is to actual women. He's the first female four-star admiral. The trans feminism is becoming the new patriarchy. The best job a woman can do is buy a man. It's it's really it's basically reverse sex. It's it's sexism. Now women not only have to deal with men, now they have to deal with trans women, which are men who think they're women. So women have just been knocked down. Even lesbian women, they've all been knocked down the rung in the intersectional coalition. This is something. This is really, really something. And I don't understand why a lot more women are not actually are not actually bitching about this. 
Why women are not insulted? Why feminists are not insulted? Because here's the thing. This Rachel Levine guy, he thinks he's a woman. He thinks he's a feminist. You're not a feminist. You're a trans feminist, which whatever that means, it's a real insult to women. Okay, this is a great story. Uh, this happened last weekend, and I wanted to throw this in there eventually, I, but it's really just kind of out there. There's a huge statue of a gorilla named Harambe in front of Wall Street's famous charging bull on Monday. They put this up. It's a it's a bronze, seven foot tall bronze statue. It is a beaut it's actually a beautiful statue. Now you might sit back and be saying, okay, well, what's a Harambe? Harambe was a gorilla back in 2016 that was killed, was shot by zookeepers because a boy had fallen into the uh, gorilla exhibit and Harambe had actually grabbed the kid. Now, a lot of folks, I saw the video. You can look the video up. It's there. People people shot the video. Harambe looked like he wasn't really beating the kid or anything, but he, he even looked like a little bit he was trying to protect the kid. But the fact is, the gorilla, they couldn't get the gorilla out. And they, they were going to have to kill this gorilla to get it. And this caused a major storm and crap like that. Personally, I don't know what anyone was mad at the zookeepers or mad at the gorilla or in sympathy for the gorilla. They should have been mad at the parents for the kid falling over. But that, that's another story altogether. It happened in 2016. So according to ABC News, quote, the giant gorilla was placed in Bully Green Park directly across from the famous charging bull statue, which was surrounded by 10,000 bananas. Oh, I forgot to tell you about that. They actually, not only did they stick this giant, I mean, this thing must have cost a ton to make. They stick this giant gorilla across from the charging bull. This is on Wall Street, right next to the stock exchange. They actually surrounded the charging bull with bananas. I, whatever. So anyway, they would the charging bull statue, which they surrounded by ten thousand bananas that will later be donated to local food banks and community fridges, to make a point about wealth disparity. The organizers, founders of Sapien Dot Network, an independent social networking platform dedicated to putting the needs and welfare of human beings first, said they put up the display to show that Wall Street has become bananas, wholly out of touch with the needs of everyday people. Sapien.network co-founder Robert Giometti told NBC, it's not about rejecting capitalism or the current system. It's about revolving them, revol that's what he said. It's about revolving them into the current future and letting them empower more groups of people. That's the whole point of the story. Okay, there's some things here. Um, I can't believe they actually did this thing because, first off, it's a beautiful statue. I'd probably keep it there if I were in New York. Um, and probably They're probably going to move it. They're going to move it to Central Park or something. But Harambe is so 2016, and what does Harambe have to do with the stock market or anything. Harambe was not starving. I, the symbolism of the, the gorilla makes no sense. Heck, I'll even go so far. The symbolism of the bananas makes no sense. It's stupid. The, the gorilla and the bananas have nothing to do with capital, capitalism whatsoever. 
And this is an attack on capitalism. The same capitalism that this company started through capitalism and will also use to fund their business by going public one day because that's what most businesses end up doing. And the other thing is, they're kind of missing the whole thing with the gorilla and stuff. The bull is only part of the stock market. There's the bull market and a bear market. That The bull represents the charging forward of the bull for an aggressive, active, successful stock market. The bear market, which we're entering right now, actually represents the market failing. We've had as many bear markets as bull markets in American in the uh, stock market history. So I'm not exactly sure, again, if you'd come with a better symbol, maybe. But the reality is, in the stock market, people risk. Sometimes they win, most of the time they lose. But when they actually put money into the stock market, they're helping business. One day, this stupid name, as Sapien.network, is going to want to be on the stock market so they can get investors and start making their businesses stronger, hire more people, innovate more. It, it is just, it's dumb, it's hypocritical. The symbolism, I don't know, is lost on me. I mean, I can understand how it's going, but how, how is the stock market going bananas? I Someone explained that to me. How is the stock market going bananas? Because, yeah, the stock market is not going bananas. Okay, in the next story, and I'm probably going to cover quite a few stories today. I'm probably going to go a little bit over. Um, the Chicago Sky won the WNBA championship a couple of weeks ago. I know. Uh, you didn't know there was an WNBA season. I didn't know it either. Um, neither did anyone in Chicago, apparently. The team had a parade made up of four double-decker buses filled with players, families, lesbian lovers, whoever. The parade, and it went through Chicago. The parade up, the parade was the people who actually watched the parade go through I kid you not, made up of like six to ten fans on the street. Nobody was there. There were more people in one bus than there was people on the street watching. I bet you a dollar, the people who are on the street watching probably didn't even know who these people were. Uh, if you go to Dumbasses Talking Politics, I actually have the video there. It's hysterical. Now, this should actually show something. The WNBA is a failure. It's been going now for close to 20 years, I think. No one watches it. They all play the same offenses and defenses, which makes it very boring. It's a huge big deal when someone dunks once a month. And there is there are a couple of gals who can dunk. They don't dunk like Michael Jordan or anything. I mean, they barely get the ball over the ring rim and put it in. The women are slow and far less athletic than the men. They're far less ag aggressive than the men. And that should pretty much, they get maybe a thousand people at every game, maybe a thousand people at every game, and they're probably all family. 
This is why these women make $40,000 a year, whereas the average NBA player makes $2 million a year. Uh, ESPN, they, the NBA is stuck. They actually give money to the WNBA in, in the billions of dollars to keep it going. ESPN keeps pushing the WNBA. Now, I don't even watch ESPN, so that's... I know they push it a lot because whenever I watch baseball, they actually do have the scores running at the bottom. But the WNBA is not getting anybody happy and joyous about this. So you might be saying, why am I bringing this up? I'm bringing this up because I, I'm i thinking of the American America's women's national soccer team and their demand for equal pay of the men. Even though... No one watches their games because their games are boring. But meanwhile, people like Megan Rapinoe are constantly sitting there screaming about equal pay. Well, you know something? Here's here's something really, really weird. And I, I used to watch women's soccer because I just love soccer. I know, that's weird. American loves soccer. I played for a long time. I just love soccer. I used to watch women's soccer. But trust me. You cannot compare the women's soccer with the men's soccer. And not even close. The men are faster. The men kick further. They're far more aggressive. Whereas women's soccer, they always play square defenses and offenses. It's really just not as exciting. And they don't deserve the money that people like Megan Rapinoe believe they deserve. And the big question with Megan Rapinoe who I can't stand, is if you think you deserve the same as what the men play, go play on the men's teams. Because the men's teams, in the, in, the last, in the last World Cup, the women made $400 million. In the men, they made $3 billion. Why in the hell would the women be earning the same amount as the men? So why doesn't Rap Megan Rapinoe go over there and play? And I've been wanting to talk about Megan Rapinoe forever because she just she's like a cockroach. She keeps ending up on on the television. Why do I keep pushing Megan uh, Rapinoe going to the men's team because she won't make it? That's why she'll get killed. She'll absolutely get killed. It happens over and over and over again. That women, when it comes to contact sports, they cannot compete with men. That's not an insult to the women's sports. I'm glad they have women's sports. I watch, I watch women's hockey. I watch women's soccer. I watch uh, tennis. I watch uh, women's softball. I do. I have no problem watching those sports. I actually really enjoy the Softball World Series. But to sit back and say that this quality is as high as men's quality is crazy. And if the fact is, if they could hang with the men, they would be playing. Need some more evidence that women have problems with uh, um, not being able to play against men? I've got something for you. This week, the Canadi Canadian women's national hockey team, which is preparing for the Olympics and is the, one of the favorites in the Olympics, the Winter Olympics, just lost its third straight game against the men's junior A hockey team. In their last game, 
they lost eight to nothing. Now, to give you a little context, the men's junior A hockey team, that's kind of like a pre-minor league hockey team for the professionals. Okay, it's kind of like a travel team. The participants typically are between 16 and 20 years old. 16, 20, 21. The people who are 21 and still playing in junior A hockey, chances are they're probably not drafted, things like that. So you're talking they can't beat they can't beat teenagers. And these women are between 20 and 35 years old. But they want to be paid the same. And actually, to give you some context here, just so I'm not dumping on the women's hockey teams, the women's hockey teams aren't asking for equal pay. They know what they're they're doing. The Canadian women's team, they just want to play with faster hockey so they can get used to playing. That's very common, commonly done in, in hockey. My point being is I'm not dicking on women, but please stop telling me that the quality of sport that the women play is the same as what the men play. I mean, I remember when John McEnroe sat back and said that Serena Williams, she's the best female player in the world, probably in tennis history. And the woman who was interviewing, don't you mean the best in history? He goes, no, no. If she, she played, if she played tennis against uh, men, they'd beat the garbage out of her. And sure enough, uh, Serena Williams, in her defense, actually, her sister actually, I believe it was her sister, um, actually said, "Yeah, no, I I can't play against these guys. I they'll they'll kill me. The, the services men serve at between 120 and uh, 130 miles an hour. The women serve between 90 and 100. I mean, right off the bat, you can see the just the pure power is completely different." <laughs> And then Serena Williams and her sister actually played a guy that was ranked 210th, and he beat both of them. And this guy was drinking and smoking cigarettes in between sets. That's not a joke. You can look it up. It's absolutely true. At that point, yeah, because they're just it's just a different game. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's just a completely different game. Okay, I hope you have a great weekend. I, well, let's see, how many stories do I have? So one... I, I skipped three stories today. Maybe I'll do one. Maybe, maybe. I'm not promising anything. But maybe I'll do a story. I'll do a uh, podcast tomorrow to get these last stories because I, I think they're I think they're important stories. Uh, it probably will be about a half hour or two. But I hope you folks have a great weekend. Visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com to view all of the show notes and uh, the Joe Biden uh, gaffes. Uh, they're really worth watching. Have a great weekend. This is Gene, and you listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics.